Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk for this very special episode. Uh, And you're asking yourselves, what makes this episode special? Well, it's because James isn't here and I've got the (laughs) microphone and I can do whatever I want to. Just kidding. I'm actually joined uh, today by Jeremy and Kelly Hefner, uh, two awesome members here at Church on Bayshore. And they're joining us because this week is Veterans Day, a week. uh, And we thought it would just be a great opportunity to talk to some church members who uh, are in the military, who've lived military life, and just ask them some of the ins and outs of military lives. And, uh, you know, I was out of town, um, or not out of town, I was in India a few weeks ago, and James got to host by himself, and he brought in Alec. And I'll just say, you guys are way cooler than Alec. Oh. So I win the guest. Uh, <laughs> <Just fired. laughs> just so um, also, I'll say, uh, for those of you who've listened to Boggy Talk for a while, you know we have an infamous sinking stool. Uh, and I'm in that stool today, but it actually is okay because we're also missing one of our mic stands. So I had to find another mic stand and it's really short. So I have a mic stand stacked on top of four Bibles because uh, <laughs> I'm tall. So it actually could have worked out well because as I sink lower, I don't have to... I don't have to do anything. I just can take a Bible out and just get a little <laughs> with the microphone. Um, but hey, you guys doing okay? Yeah, doing, well. doing great. Good. Well, hey, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, we're just going to just ask you guys some questions. Really, the goal uh, in doing this Veterans Day week is to help uh, people in our church and other people who listen to this understand some of the unique dynamics of military family. And I think uh, we asked you guys, uh, when we, we talked about some, there's plenty of military families in our church. We could ask and uh, you guys were uh, ones that we thought of because you guys are in the middle of everything. Uh, you got you because you have three kids. Uh, you're figuring stuff out, uh, but you also have. Um, you guys demonstrate, you know, your your eyes are on Jesus. You as you're figuring all this out, you're looking to Him for your wisdom. You guys are plugged in. You've made a priority of being involved in the local church, not just here, but everywhere you've lived. Uh, and we we think that's amazing. So uh, I want you guys just to start off by first uh, telling us uh, about your family. Uh, who are you? And how long you been married? Kids? And how did you guys meet? And who whoever tells the better version of that story? gets to tell that story. Yeah. So uh, we were in Colorado and uh, actually met in a college and career class. And uh, she was dating someone else at the time. So we kind of had just a friendship first. And it wasn't until I actually moved away that uh, we actually picked things up and became a distant relationship. And went she from there. saw the light. Yes. Yeah, she like, got, got rid of all those other guys. And, this guy I'm dating is just nowhere near <laughs> as good as Jeremy. Yeah. Although the hilarious thing is I remember thinking, seeing him in our Sunday school class, like, oh, Jeremy Hefner is so nice. He would make such a great husband one day to someone else. <laughs> and uh, uh, joke's on me. <laughs> That's funny. That is what, you know, Christy and I have a very similar story. We were good friends in college. And I remember setting like a really encouraging one of my friends to ask her. I was like, she's amazing. Yeah. You should ask her yeah, out. Yeah. And then. She broke his heart. So uh, anyway, uh, so uh, tell us about your family, where you're from, all those things. Yeah. So I grew up in New Mexico and Kelly was kind of all over. Um, Military brat. Uh, Yeah. So she's she's kind of familiar with the lifestyle a little bit. And then uh, we have three kiddos. Uh, We have two in middle school and one still in children's ministry. Third grade. Third grade. Yeah. So you guys seven, have, yeah. yeah. Seven, six, and third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys have multiple middle scores in your house too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's, it's, it's fun, 
right? So fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, there are times it's fun. And there's times when you're like, uh, could we have some more hormones, please? In this room? <sighs> yeah. Are we, are we really having this conversation right now? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. funny. So uh, tell us how and why did you guys, why did you pursue the military? Well, I, I wanted to get a good education. I wanted to fly. Um, pretty selfish stuff at first. And then I was as patriotic, I, I think, and uh, wanted to be um, a part of something bigger than myself. And and then we were actually at a summer camp, uh, I think it was my senior year, going into my senior year in high school, and uh, was doing quiet time and was really wrestling with, is this what you want me to do, God? And uh, was brought to Second Timothy chapter two, where Paul talks about, you know, compares the Christian life to being like a good soldier and being concerned with what your superior is concerned with and not the concerns of the world. And that was uh, kind of a silly way, but it got, that was God speaking to me through the Holy spirit and his word and saying, Hey, this is, this is what I do want you to do. And that was a confirmation. So it kind of went from there. Oh, that's great. I love, yeah. Like what you said, you, you renew your mind, the truth and the Holy spirit speaks to you. That's, that's so good. So you were in the air force when you guys met. Is yeah. Right? So the funny thing is growing up with, a dad in the Air Force. I always said I would not marry anyone in the ask. military because <laughs> I was sick of moving around. And I was like, you know, we've been there, done that. And like I said, like God had bigger plans for us. And, you know, he Facebook messaged me. Oh. We had, yeah. And um, you guys asked are that for my and, number. Wow. So, yeah, we're yeah. older than you guys. So ours was through email. Uh, well, let's start off on AIM. Yeah, we started oh. on instant messenger. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody else, like, lower generation knows what that is. <laughs> AOL, yeah. right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Used so. to get in trouble for tying up her, her parents' landline, <laughs> trying to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask that. Yeah. So you grew up in the military, I mean, as a, as a military child. And then, right. so you kind of knew that aspect of this really as you're getting into it, like, Hey, if this thing goes towards marriage, I kind of know the life I'm signing up for. Well, yeah, kind of, but my dad never deployed. Oh, and so wow. that okay. was completely new for mm -hmm. us. Cause my dad was not in a career field that went to a combat zone. So I, I kind of had an idea with the moves, but not nearly, you know, with the deployments and separation and stuff. My dad would do TDYs, but they were not very long. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, that just speaks to you, how high caliber guy you are that she still, she still said yes. I still said yes. She was and, we, and we're coming up on 15 years of marriage next month. Woohoo! Hey, so, awesome. Yeah. Congrats. That's a, that's a big milestone. Yeah. That's a big milestone. Well, um, let's talk about some of the, the, the nuances and really some of the challenges that come along with uh, being a military family. You already talked about you know, the moves and you guys have moved a good bit. So what impacts has your family experienced in the military moves. And there's 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 challenges, but there's also positive benefits of the moves too. So let's talk about that. How has moving impacted your family? I'd say on the good side, um, you kind of, you get plugged into a community, a church, a group of friends, and you spend two, three, four years there and invest as much as you can. And then you all kind of scatter to the winds. So we have good friends all over and, uh, and, places that we consider, you know, still very dear to our hearts as far as old churches and, yeah. and, and places that, that mean a lot to us. But, uh, on the flip side of that, I'm sure Kelly can probably speak more than I can on some of the difficulties of then having to peel away from those networks and those support groups and those friendships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, 
I can't even think of like all the times that we've moved, like numbering them all, but each one was at a different stage of our marriage and a stage with our children. Yeah. So early on when you're taking toddlers or babies from an environment and home, it's not as hard because they haven't made those connections. Um, Obviously, it's hard on me because you know, like every time you go to move, you just want to like get rid of everything you own. Like, because you were like, how do, I own, how do I own this much stuff? Because you have to organize it for the Packers to come. Um, one move I did do completely by myself. He wow. was gone and I had to be there for the movers. I had to go to the closing for the house, pack up the actually. The, yeah, your parents came to get the kids, pack mm -hmm. up the animals and drive to Texas by myself. That was challenging. Um, but as the kids have gotten older, it's heartbreaking to pull them away from friends because once you get to that two or three year point yeah. of your you've time somewhere, yeah. you've, well, us as well, like we've made friends that you just start to get those deeper friendships really connected in church. The kids are making friends. They love their school and then it's time to go. And so that's really, you know, really hard, um, yeah. to, to go through that, which is, I think why we're really trying to not move anymore because of middle schoolers. We don't want to take them away from those friendships that they've made, but it's uh, definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. And then you add into that. So that's the moving. And then you leave, you go TDY or right. deploy. Um, speak to some of those challenges. And the reason I ask this is because we know that this, uh, so those of us who are non-military, uh, we know this happens and and we try to support. So I want, as you share that some of the challenges, um, and I know there's support within you know, some of the military communities, but what we really want to be as a, as a faith community is, is a support for people. So maybe even sharing uh, some of the, the, share some of the challenges of, you know, when he's gone or uh, also share some of the ways that you have been blessed by people supporting ways, people, ways that your family has been supported. Sure. So, I mean, early on, I mean, Connectivity has gotten better as time has gone on, as far as being able to reach back home and video chat and stuff like that. Early on, it was not nearly as good. So that has improved, but uh, it's it's inevitable. I step out the door, something in the house is going to break. Everything goes wrong. Uh, you know, one of the kids is going to get sick. So she's yeah. playing zone defense, you know, and that's when stuff tends to pop up. And so uh, being able to get help with little incidentals and um, logistics. And just sometimes it's somebody pops by with a meal or some little treat for the kids or something. And that's just means the world. It's, it's knowing that someone else is there looking after and, and mm -hmm. thinking of, of you is, is helpful. Um, we talked about the other day, they're longer term like deployments and they're shorter term like TDYs. And so deployments, you you're gone for a long time and that's hard because you're away for a while, but there's just continuity that can get into a routine. And so that's uh, in some ways easier, in some ways harder. But when we go to frequent trips uh, with more, more snapshots, like that was what Japan was a lot for me. It was a lot of shorter trips. So I would get to come home and that was easier for me personally, because I get to see them more often and be more plugged in. But in some ways, that was almost more disruptive because I'm gone, I'm back, I'm gone, I'm back. And yeah, the um, kids are like, are you here? Where are you going? When right. You, yeah, every morning yeah. they're yeah, figuring it out. And yeah. we, I feel like we have a pretty good um, ability to kind of flow back in. I, I haven't really had a lot of the, the stress of, you know, reuniting 
that I know some people do, but I know that is definitely a thing because, you know, when, when she's had to handle the checkbook and handle some of the logistics of the household. And then I come back in and I'm like, Oh, I can pick that back up again. Like, well, you, you got to catch <laughs> up like, to speed. A on, like, right. There's a system. And, <laughs> and I know sometimes that can be uh, stressful and difficult too. But mm -hmm. uh, what are, what do you think about some of the things people have done that have been helpful? Um, well, we, we've said this before and I know we've talked before about how we see churches, our family, um, and not just because our family doesn't live here, but because that's just, the way that it is supposed to be. Yeah. We're, we're a church family. And um, I specifically remember one time I was on my way to Texas to see family. I had two dogs, a cat, and Ryan and Audrey were little. And I got a flat tire on the highway. And I was only 10 minutes down the road, thank the Lord. And I called the church and they sent two men from yeah. the church and they changed my tire on the side of the highway. <laughs> um so that was a huge blessing. I've had people mow my lawn because I, not that I couldn't physically do it, but I had babies and the only time I could do it was nap time. <laughs> nap and inevitably time you yet. get out there, you get the lawnmower ready and they wake up. Yeah. And I'm trying to like put the baby monitor over here and mow and watch it and see if it's lighting up. And you know, it just, it was challenging to get all the things done. So mm -hmm. um, ministering to us in that way, but also I just, I didn't stop coming to church. Like I stayed very plugged in. So people knew what was going on with me. If something, if I missed a, a you know, a Sunday, someone would check on me. Hey, are you doing okay? What's going on? Do you yeah. need anything? So, yeah. So that, that connection is definitely two ways. Like it, it took some effort. Yeah. That's a good point. I think that's right. really, and that leads into something I want to ask you guys, because you guys, I mean, I know your involvement here at church on Bayshore and you guys were previously in Japan. And before that, you were actually here. Um, and I know you guys have shared just some of your involvement, even uh, there in Japan and um, in other places you've been. How has your why have you prioritized involvement in the local church and how have you done that as a family? I think more than anything, I mean, there's there are a lot of things that we we appreciate, a lot of things that we enjoy, like we, we like sports, we like music. There's a lot of things that we're involved in and we we put pretty high value on but when it comes down to it the top priority has to be the church it has to be the spiritual walk of our children and that we we value very much the message that we're sending them by putting our money where our mouth is and walking the walk as best we can and I, all of these things are great but there's only one thing that can be in the first priority and that's that's what we've tried very hard to do Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we have to have our family in church um, because we're not supposed to do it alone, right? We're not supposed to. We are obviously the primary um, caregivers of our children. We are primarily responsible for um, teaching them about the Lord. We're not responsible for saving them. That's the Holy Spirit's job, right? right. But um, we need you guys mm -hmm. to come alongside us. So um, it it just it wasn't even a question and we're really blessed to be on the same page because from day one of our marriage we were on the same page that we will be in church we will take our children it will be a priority i mean we have even literally moved into a place been still in boxes and everything and been like hey it's sunday like you know we're going to church and we come back and we finish unpacking you know that afternoon and um just showing the children that it is a priority for us it's not a box to check like we are going to do what the Lord has asked us to do. And, you know, yeah, sports are great. Music is great. I want my girls to be wonderful dancers and Ryan to enjoy sports, but we can't 
put that above their spiritual health. Yeah, I like what you said, because you guys are involved in the community. Your kids do activities. It's not that you're, you know, but you guys, you guys really have placed a high priority on this. And you guys serve as life group leaders and you guys have served with students and kids as well. Um, and, and a lot of other ways too, but you, um, a few weeks ago, we were doing our intergenerational series and Jeremy, you were serving on our new hope for the future team. And we asked that team to do some videos just about uh, testimony videos of faithfulness and giving. And you guys had a really cool story about, uh, your church in Japan and a family connection. Cause we asked the question as a military family, you know, you're typically in places a few years. So I think we see some families, military families are like, we're only here a little bit. We're diving right in, put it. And we have the other side of that is when it comes to believing families in our military are like, we're only here a few years. We're just, and, and, and especially in our area, we live near the beach. We can take two or three years and just beach it up all the time and not prioritize local church. But you guys have a really cool story of how you were on the receiving end of some some of that intergenerational stuff. I want y'all to share that story because not everyone was here that day uh, in service, and it's just a cool story. Yeah, so I'm putting uh, you on the spot because I didn't tell you to share this. Yeah, so we we uh, got plugged into a church, and it was it was funny before we ever left here to go to Japan. We had two different, uh, completely unrelated people tell us, "Hey, you should check out Koza Baptist Church," because at the time. We thought we were, you know, going straight into the mission field, you know, heart of darkness. No, who knows what's there? Is this going to be, you know, chapel only on base? Um, so we went and we checked it out. This is this is a really cool church. And we we found out after the fact that the original church campus was founded by some good friends of Kelly's grandparents. And so years ago when they were first at the base and it was a much more remote place to be. Uh, they had had the vision and invested and were obedient. And we were the beneficiaries of that faithfulness. And that just, that meant the world to us. And so we've tried to carry that forward and everywhere we go, jumping in because we only have so much time. And so we can either invest or we cannot. And we wanted to make it a priority so that, you know, we could make those connections, those relationships and make uh, that effort now, but also investing in the future because that's, you know, who knows who's going to be, the you know, able to benefit from that down the road. Mm-hmm. Right. So the really cool thing is um, this couple that he's talking about, they are now with the Lord. Um, but I was able to go back for my papa's funeral and they stayed in the same assisted living facility as my grandparents. Yeah. And I brought them a bulletin. Oh, how cool. From the oh, church. Wow. And I awesome. went over to their room uh, and I gave them the bulletin. And I was like, this is from the church that you helped plant back in oh, the sixties. Wow. That's amazing. Right. And they yeah. were just so thrilled to oh. see like what the Lord had done Ooh, through planting that church that then blessed our family that many yeah. years later. Um, it's it's, it is, it is kind of give you chills. Cause you're like, wow, like the Lord is, is faithful. The Lord works through the obedience of his people. That's so cool. And I love how God sometimes gives us those little glimpse of, of impact. Like right. you, they, they didn't have to ever know that. And that we were able to provide that to them. Uh, it means a lot. Cause sometimes you, some little something happens and, like, oh, wow, that, that really, that really did something that really meant something that that's, that's special. And that was a, uh, I just, I love the they were able to have that. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, so here uh, at Church on Base Shore, you guys are life group leaders, which, and your group is primarily people, you know, your age range, peers, 
But I would say that you guys have also, I think, been intentional about building relationships and seeking out relationships with people from other generations, like people older than you and seeking that out. So I want you guys to share really what's been the value of that for you guys in your marriage and your family, uh, and, you know, as you've sought out those relationships from other people who are a, a head of life in you. Because I think this is often a missing piece for people. And I think being a military family, you move into a place and those relationships take a little more time to build because they're mm -hmm. not quite as natural. You're not meeting people much older than you when you're taking your kids to the playground or in the carpool and all those places. So how have you guys sought those relationships out and how have they formed and how have they impacted your family? Yeah. So um, we were actually talking about this yesterday and um, we don't want it to seem like we were just like, we were the ones seeking them out. We have always valued that and not having like our family here, grandparents and aunts and uncles here. Um, it is great to be able to connect with people that are older than you, but we were sought out mm -hmm. by people like Bill and Carol Wise and Dennis and Leah Brown and John and Charlotte Smith. They sought us out when we lived here before. Yeah. And so they really came alongside me. And this kind of goes back to like, how have you been supported while Jeremy, like when Jeremy was deployed and we had Wednesday night supper, I would come and it's, it seems like a lifetime ago to think of like <laughs> Ryan as, you know, a preschooler and Audrey was like, he's big. He's, Audrey, <laughs> he's yeah, in middle school. Right. Now. Like Audrey was little. Allison was a baby and I'd have Allison on my hip and like the ladies would just flock to me. Can I take the baby for you? Come sit with us. How was your week? Like, how yeah. are you doing? And so we felt so loved and cared for. And mm -hmm. we're like, this is our family. You know, we, yeah. we just saw the value in that. So I give the credit to those people, yeah. not to us yeah. really seeking it out. I think That's we cool. probably would have eventually seen the value in that. So then when we came back from Japan, having been in a military church where there really are not a lot of it's all military age folks, people your people, age, younger, we were older, like so much. thrilled. And we we eat dinner every Wednesday night with John and Charlotte Smith. Yeah, and they're like our parents. They're like our kids' grandparents. You know, um, obviously, we're both of our parents are still around, but they're like our Florida parents. Yeah, you know, and we love touch, touching base with them, and they give us advice, and they mentor us, and they encourage us in our parenting and our marriage and mm -hmm. it's just it, you really can't uh put a price on right. on something like and, that and i would say especially in those earlier stages you're in the trenches with the kids like you're just pulling your hair out and that may have been one of the only touch points of having adult conversation for you know any length of time throughout the week and <clears throat> right yeah so um kind of circle back to like marriage stuff so you guys celebrating 15 years in a, in a month, which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said earlier, you said something about how, you know, different stages of marriage, you know, mm -hmm. I would, what would you guys say? Cause you're still growing, you're still learning. You don't know everything. Uh, but what advice, cause I think the moves, the deployments, those things we see, those are very, those are hard events and mm -hmm. you know, they can either pull you apart or draw you together. Uh, what advice would you give to families uh, who are, you know, in the military, uh, just what you've learned in marriage and then those outside, how we can support even more? I'd say that uh, don't get caught up in the small stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff that'll just nip at you. Um, just interpersonal stuff, but also just 
odds and ends, things that are happening that are going on, trivial stuff, logistical stuff. And like, don't let that steal the joy away from being a husband and wife. Don't let that take away from how you view your spouse, because I think Kelly's amazing. And sometimes if um, I let the work day or the, all the other stuff swirling around get in the way and I let that, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, make me dissatisfied with the, the state of things. Um, I can very easily become a grumpy person and not be fun to be around. So I, I have to kind of intentionally leave that behind and make sure I focus on, um, being the best I can, uh, to represent Christ to her and the kids. And, and that's not always easy. That's easier said than done, but, um, that's helpful or not. Yeah. I think, um, for me, communication is huge and I definitely want to be sensitive to the fact that there are some deployed locations where you don't have the Mm -hmm. kind of communication that we would ideally like to have. Mm -hmm. We were blessed to have early on, we had Skype. Um, and then we had, we were able to have FaceTime and text message, but Jeremy and I would communicate as much as possible. I know some people kind of emotionally say, you know, I'm just going to uh, put my head down and get through this deployment and it'll be, it'll, you know, it'll be, it'll be and like, and I'll be back in a few months. And, but I've found that people that don't have the communication really struggle mm-hmm. because they don't feel connected to their spouse. So if there's yeah. any way, any way you can, like, whether it be an email or a text message or a quick phone call or something. Um, I think that's really important. And also like talking to the kids about their dad. And like, he's not here, but we're still a family. Like he is still very much involved um, in their life. And, and not, I try not to go into, you know, just me and the kids mode. And like, I think that's why our transitions when you come back are a little bit easier Yeah. because it's not just, okay, out of sight, out of mind, right? Like he's still very much a part of our family, a part of our decision-making, trying to tell him when there's big things going on, when there's happy things going on, when there's hard things going on, try not to dump too much on him, especially if he's in a combat zone. Um, that's not really helpful <laughs> at the moment, you know, but, um, but yeah, just, we've always had really good communication. I mean, obviously not perfect. And you, sometimes you, you have better, you know, opportunities to talk than others, but I think don't, don't stop talking to each other it really is a big one. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's important. I think that it got, so much of, of relationships comes back to communication and, and all of us have work to do in that area, you yeah, know, and I think, you know, I think that's, again, one of the reasons we asked you guys to, to share all this is that you guys are figure, still figuring a lot of this out, you know, and y'all are committed. I think you show that in your lives that you're committed to still trying to grow, honor Jesus, figure it all out. So we just want to say thank you for doing that, for being faithful. Uh, and I know this, it's all God's grace. It's all his goodness. Um, you know, we didn't ask you because you're experts. We just asked you because you're awesome. Uh, you love Jesus and you're committed to this. And, and I think you represent, um, the very best of our United States Air Force. Uh, you're too kind. (laughs) I think, you know, you guys are just are great people. And I'm thankful that our, our kids are friends and, uh, as well. Uh, so, um, I, I do know this, uh, about, about you guys just being around you here at church is that I think you're both well competitive. And so uh, we have been ending Rocky Talk with a game. And being that it's November 
and it's it's almost Thanksgiving. Nothing is more in the spirit of Thanksgiving than a little competition between husband and wife. Uh, we're going to uh, <laughs> pitch you guys against each other. So we're going to play a game uh, called, uh, I'm making up this name right now. It's called uh, Speed Test. All right, because it involves being fast. So I'm going to name a topic related to Thanksgiving. And you got, oh, better name, Rapid Fire. That's it. This is called. And you guys have to rapid fire, take turns. And you have no more than like two seconds okay. or three seconds to name something that falls in that category. So if you go back and forth, back and forth until one of you freezes and just can't do it. If you freeze, you lose. Okay. What if we freeze the very first round? Uh, <laughs> you lose. And it's going to be a very short game. <laughs> okay. So first thing we're going to start with, uh, and I'll give you like, Five seconds once I say, okay, okay, I guess we're gonna have to decide who's gonna go first. So, we all, oh, paper, rock, scissors, ready? One, two, three, shoot. Oh, you tall, oh, look at y'all. If you are if you're listening, they did the same thing. How sweet. Oh, it's like they're married. All right, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, Kelly wins. So, Jeremy's going first. All right, so your first topic is traditional Thanksgiving foods. Okay. Ready? Set, go. Turkey. Stuffing. Yams. Pumpkin pie. Cranberries. Green bean casserole. Rolls. Mashed potatoes. Gravy. What's left? <laughs> what is left after that? I don't know. What is left uh, after that? Cranberry sauce. <laughs> I, was, I said cranberries, but you I, was, you said cranberries. I was about to pull out some... Hefner family specifics oh, yeah. that were like, not going to be common. Did, did one of you say ham? Because we always have ham and no, turkey. We we're a ham turkey. and turkey family. That's uh, a lot of effort. Stu we yeah. Do both. So, yeah, we, yeah we, we, we do stuffing as well. Oh, yeah, and we so, like the that. homemade. That's like the one time a year. I said dressing, didn't I? I said dressing. Maybe you did. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. You said dress. Yeah, I think one of you said it because that was after turkey. That's I why I ran out of stuff because I was like, that's like pretty much our entire menu. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> All Our right. family does a uh, pistachio pudding, which is kind of like a jello salad, but that's not a very common thing. No. That, was, that was about to be my next one. No. Okay, so, so this <laughs> next one is a little more generic. Uh, and so, Kelly, you'll start this round since Jeremy uh, started last round. Uh, and the topic is things related to fall. Leaves. Pumpkin spice. Coffee. Boots. Sweater. Hats. Scarf. <laughs> uh, rakes. Fire pit. Scarecrows. Mm, pumpkin patch. Uh, bales of hay. Mm, stargazing. Uh, hay rides. Actually, I'm going to... All right, so we had bales of hay. I'm going to try not to just bust out laughing in the microphone. So, wait, I'm going to have... may have to, like... Because you said... Somebody said bales of hay, and then you said hay rides. So... I'm going to say, what, uh, they're different. Are they different? I don't know. Are, I mean, uh, I guess they're different. So we'll give it to you. All right. So, all right. So here we go. Jeremy's up two to zero. Oh, this is hard. Okay. So this one's going to be a little harder, I think, but it's winner takes all. So Kelly, oh, you win gosh. this one. Since it's harder, you win. No so the other two rounds basically didn't count. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Are you ready? All right. Historical facts or figures associated with Thanksgiving. I would be terrible at this one. Oh my gosh. Pilgrims. Native Americans. Uh, corn. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Did I put the corn? Historical figures are corn. <laughs> oh, figures. Kelly <laughs> 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 I'm thinking like the Thanksgiving story, <laughs> like the girl the maze with the fish. What's funny is I, did, I was like, corn? And I couldn't figure out why that struck me so funny. And I was like, wait, I said historical. I, that's why I went. I was thinking right, like what? historical Thanksgiving. They put the, the fish right. over the corn. Okay, so now that you've had a few seconds, we're going to redo that round. All right, so back to historical figures or facts uh, related to Thanksgiving. All right, so it's, it's now... Kelly won that. So, Jeremy, it's do or die for you because the first two rounds didn't count. She's ahead. All right. This is round uh, 3.1. All right. And go. Facts or figures? Facts or figures? Plymouth Rock. No. Uh, yeah, that works. I mean, that's related to the pilgrims. Okay. The Mayflower. Santa Maria. <laughs> Wasn't that cool? Wait, I'm, now I'm confused about historical facts. That was Columbus. That was Columbus, right? That was Columbus. I get it again. Oh, she wins again. It was fun. This is how bad I am at history. History things. I'm like, I, I know think four that's Columbus. I know four boat names, <laughs> and oh. that's why you're in the Air Force because that's about a boat. Who cares about boats? Oh my gosh. Nina the Painter of Santa Maria. That's not. Yeah, those are. Is that in that Columbus? That's Columbus. Okay. All right. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, hey, invite the Hefners over for game night. <laughs> but again, hey, hey, thank you guys so much for sharing all this. I think it's just helpful to hear. It's good to hear from folks who are who are figuring out, but who are uh, who are doing a really good job. Uh, you know, God is working in and through you guys. It's obvious in your kids that he's working in and through you um, and the ways that you serve, not just in this church, but the community. Uh, and uh, Grant, uh, you said it, you said it earlier, so we're just going to say it's going to happen. You're, you're trying not to move again. We hope that happens. We hope you do not have to move again because we love you guys. We're thankful for um, just your partnership in the gospel. So, hey, thanks for tuning in uh, to Boggy Talk. If you've got questions, send us a message and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.